0: Welcome Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. The book of the Revelation, who's it written to? Should we as Christians be concerned with it? We're called to be saints, sanctified, holy, with spirit, soul, and body. But we're told that we are pre-tribulation, raptured out of the world into heaven, before the Great Tribulation. Now, we see the Great Tribulation. Pray that your flight be not in winter, neither on the Sabbath day, for then shall be a time of great tribulation. There's the great tribulation. There was not since it was a nation, neither shall ever be again, and except those days be short, and there should no flesh be saved. Well, the revelation of Jesus Christ is written there to the servants of God, the saints of the living God. That's not natural Israel. So the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave to him to show to his servants things which must shortly come to pass and signified it by his angel unto John. Now, why John? John, the revelator. John, the disciple whom Jesus loved. And everything is progressive in the word of God. When you find that faith is progressive going from faith to faith, from glory to glory, we grow in grace, which reigns through righteousness. There, Jesus stated in John 16, I have many things to say to you, disciples, but you're not able to bear them now. But when the spirit of truth is come, that's Jesus himself in glorification, he will lead you and guide you into all truth. He will speak of me, because all the Father's given is given unto me, the Son of God. And he will show you things there that must come to pass. These things are the things of faith. It's a faith that was once delivered to the saints. And the faith that we see is far greater than Pentecostal faith. It's progressed. We see that in that days of great tribulation, when truth is cast to the ground, the Antichrist prevails against the saints of the living God. It's literally forecast as the devises and prospers, And during that time, arms stand on his part. And we see that in the revelation of Jesus Christ, that everything from the Torah, the Pentateuch, all the way through the Psalms and the Prophets, all are contained in the revelation of Jesus Christ. These speak of the revelation of Jesus Christ and those last days that we, as a body of Christ, must prepare for. When he says, the people that are called by his name, the ones that are called by the name of Jesus, they've been born again. They're called by the name of Jesus, bought with a price, but they don't stop there. They're newborn babes. Then they go to little children. Well, the little children we see in First John two twelve through fourteen, your sins are forgiven for His name's sake. You know the Father. You know that Jesus is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. That's a, that is children. But the children of the kingdom will be cast out. And then we go to young men. I run to you young men because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. That's Revelation, the second and the third chapter. Now let's get into the fathers. I write unto you fathers because you've known him that's from the beginning. First John 2, verse 13 and 14. I have written unto you fathers because you've known him that's from the beginning. That. Him that's from the beginning is the word of God. They have eyes before and behind, which are the beast, the zoe, the living creatures before the throne of God. There's four and 20 seats, having four and 20 elders. And they're given to them white raiment. Then we find that we have four beasts before that throne. Lion, man, calf, and eagle. Which we find uh, Cherubim first mentioned in Genesis 3.24. After the fall, God made provision with the first proto-evangel in Genesis 3.15. Talking to the serpent, I'm going to put the enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. It shall bruise his head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Not her heel. His Heal there is the man child of revelation 12 it is the church of the living god it's not the nation israel israel is not called by the name of jesus called by the name of the lord their god they're not servants of the lord god and will be saved in one day through the church's mercy in Romans 9, 10, and Romans 11, Paul addresses that. Now, who is the book of the Revelation written to? To you, the church of the living God, that come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus to the perfect man. And only those that are in that full measure of Jesus will be sealed in that apocalyptic sealing of Revelation 7. They're sealing the servants of God in their forehead, not national Israel. When we find, what will these do? Why is this revelation of Jesus Christ so greater in power and glory than the Pentecostal church? What has happened? We see Revelation 11. There was a reed like an rod given to me. John said, saying, "Rise measure the temple of God, the altar, and to them that worship therein. But the court which for that leave out and measure it not, because it's given to the Gentiles or other. God is not upon the head of the wicked." But notice, he says, "I will give power to my two witnesses." The church already has power. But what are the two witnesses? Well, these are the two olive trees. Then the two candlesticks. We know what the candlesticks is. Candlesticks are the churches. Why two? Jesus gives us that to those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches in John 8, verse 13 through 27. He shows us what the witnesses uh, in the testimony of Jesus, who they are. He identifies them. In Revelation 11, it is revealed again. They're the two olive trees. They're the two candlesticks. Now, well, let's go into the word of God. And find out the identity. Now, Jesus stated that in John 8, 13 through 27, what the testimony of Jesus is. And what the two witnesses are. He did it himself. And they came to Jesus. The Pharisees said, Jesus, you bear record of yourself. Your record is not true. He said, do I bear record of myself? My record is true. Because I'm not alone the record is 1 John 5, 7. There's three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. There's one spirit there. In most of your translations, now the King James is going to say, there's three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. Other translations are going to say, and the Spirit of God. Because the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost is that one spirit. There's not three persons there. It's the Spirit of God. But the King James Version shows what offices and functions of that one spirit, what they are. Well, there's three that bear record in heaven. The other translations just say, and the spirit of God bears witness. Well, why? Because the Father is the spirit in the administrative office. One spirit, same spirit. All translations are correct. The Word is still that same very Spirit. It is the expression office of that Spirit, revealing the thought, plan, purpose, and will of God. Word, the Logos. Then there's the Holy Ghost. That's the power office of that same Spirit. Now, when they say, Jesus, you bear record of yourself, your record is not true. They're saying, you're not the Spirit of God. You're not the Father. And Jesus is. You're not the Word. And Jesus is. You're not the Holy Ghost. Jesus is. Currently, after his resurrection and ultimate glorification, there he became that quickening spirit in First 1 Corinthians 15.45. Very few understand that. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam, Jesus Christ, the man, was made a quickening spirit, not a spirit, man, a spirit, quickening spirit. The Lord is that spirit, second Corinthians 3:17. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We to stand therefore in the liberty wherein Christ has made us free? Though so Jesus is that quickening spirit, he is the Holy Ghost now. In the days of his flesh, he was a man made and under the law. Galatians 4, verse 4. In the fullness of time, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made and under, under the law, to redeem us that were under the law. Howbeit, the Spirit Senior did not have a second person of the Godhead called Spirit Junior. There's no God Junior. There's no Spirit Junior. There's only one Spirit. One body, one Spirit, whom you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, who is the Father of us all, above all, and in us all, Ephesians 4. Now, the revelation of Jesus Christ is going to reveal that. But very few have that understanding and that knowledge now. How does God do it? Well, all God's ways are perfect, all God's ways are judgment. When judgments are in the earth, men will learn righteousness, Righteousness is how grace reigns through righteousness. Most people think that grace is just the unmerited favor of God and has nothing to do with righteousness. Righteousness is not just being right. Biblical righteousness is that we have to obey through obedience unto righteousness in the faith. That is given to each individual member in the body of Christ. Doing the purpose and will of God individually. Finding the will of God and doing it for each individual believer. That's not taught. Why? Because it's just a general faith. Just do a little bit about the Bible says, be born again. That's it. Literally, annulling the work of God and the work of the ministry. And what each believer is called for in these last days. So God is using judgments to as the chasing, chasing rod of God upon the body of Christ to get us stirred to the truth. We see that all through the prophets. Hosea 6 verse 1. Come and let us return to the Lord. The Lord your of God Almighty Jesus Christ. We've hewn out these cisterns that can hold no water. Clouds with no rain. Trees. Tries plucked up by the roots. But soon the trees will shed all of her leaves through the powerful wind that will hit the earth. The north wind and the south wind. And he will stay these two rough winds in the day of the east wind. That wind, not to purge nor to cleanse. That east wind, the Euryclidon, the wind of God. You can only speak wisdom to those that are perfect that are striving, pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high, calling of God in Christ Jesus, striving to enter in the straight gate, because straight is the gate and narrow the way that leads life to you there be the find it. Jesus stated that, but according to most ecumenical councils and the general assemblies of the church, churches throughout the world today that everybody's going to heaven. You just believe Jesus is the son of God and that's it. No. Read the word of God. Romans 6. Whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey, him are you the servants to whom you obey. And only the servants of God will be sealed with that sealing of the Lord God in Revelation 7. Without that seal, and of the fifth trumpet in Revelation 9, when the abyss is opened and Apollyon and Abaddon come out, the destroyer, it will destroy those men that have not the seal of the living God in their foreheads. They hurt only the men that have not that seal for five months, just as it was in the days of Noah. The waters prevailed upon the earth for 150 days. Genesis tells us that. 30 days in a perfect month at five months in Revelation 9 that the plague of this locust will last for five months. And men will seek death and will not find it. This will be a great agony for those that have not the seal of the living God. They will be tormented. Why? Because they're not sealed. They didn't believe this word, but that was progressive, is progressive, and will grow from faith, adding to the faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity, which is the epoch, which is the final perfection of the saints of the living God, the church, and to the saints that Will be prevailed against in the last days. We see in Revelation that the man of sin, the son of perdition, will prevail against this, against us for a time, times, abiding of a time, three and a half years, 42 months. But here is the faith, knowing these things that are coming upon the face of the earth, having eyes before and behind in the living creatures, they know what's going to happen. They're sealed with the seal of God. And they are the ones that have the faith. Jesus stated, when the Son of Man cometh to the earth, the parousia, not the rapture, but the coming, the latter day reign of the Holy Ghost. The coming of the Lord will consummate in the rapture. So, yes, but before then, there will be the last great reign of God's strength To bring in the last day harvest of souls. Who are they? Are they just a Pentecostal church? An embryonic church that started out 2,000 years ago that should be growing to the measure of the statue of Jesus into a perfect man? Or will they be a full grown church without spot or blemish that has made herself ready? Well, of course, it's a ladder. God is preparing us now. With that faith. And he stated there. In Revelation 14. Here's the faith. That faith there. That those that kill with a sword. Must die by the sword. They killed you with a sword. He that killeth you with a sword. Must die by the sword. He that leadeth into captivity. shall go into captivity. Here is. The faith and the patience of the saints. In your patience possess of your souls. We'll seal our testimony with our own blood. Somebody said, that's not a popular message. No, it's not, but it's truth. Who will hear for the time to come? Who will be sealed with the seal of the living God? Not that you will not die a physical death, but you will not die a spiritual death. This second death will have no power over you. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, on such a second death hath no power. These are the ones of the first fruits unto God. Now we find the servants of God are the saints of God, the ones that are sanctified holy, both spirit, soul, and body, and their salvation is through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. 2 Thessalonians 2, Paul stated that. It's progressive. Those are the ones that is so radical a change that the Pentecostals won't even recognize the last day church, the last day body of Christ. Matter of fact, uh, Jesus warned of it in John 16, verse 1. He said, behold, I forewarned you that you should not be offended. Time's going to come that they're going to cast you out of the synagogue, out of the churches, casting your name out for evil. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever kills you will think that he did God a service. Why? These they will do unto you, this I will do unto you, because they have not known the Father nor me, that they are not little children. They have not had the revelation that Jesus is the Father of glory. The Son of God is the Father revealed. But there's much more than that in the growth process unto perfection. Those are little children that knows he's a father. You see that in 1 John 2, 12 14. Then why is it such a radical change from Pentecost that we must come together as the body of Christ forsaking not to assemble ourselves together as so manner of some is, and so much the more as you see the day approaching the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Why? Because it's such a radical change that it is the new thing that God will do. It's the new wine. And we must be prepared as new wineskins to receive the new wine. but most will say the old wine is better. But the old wine can't be put into new wineskins because it will burst and all will perish on the ground. Jesus stated that. The new wine, the new thing, must be put into new wineskins. <clears throat> the truth, the present truth, the preceding word of God by which every believer lives by, the, every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God is thrown room revelation. Why is it such a radical change? Because nowhere in the past have we had redemption miracles, judgment miracles, and kingdom restoration miracles all happening at once through the body of Christ. Jesus stated that in John 14 that he is the Father of glory. And he also states that these works that I do, shall you do also. And greater works than these shall you do. What works? Well, Jesus healed the sick, cleansed the leper, raised the dead, cast out devils, opened blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, the lame walk, and the captain went free. Blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me. But then he didn't stop there. He said, greater works than these shall you do. What works? Jesus said, the words that I speak, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me houses permanently in me forever. The Father revealed, he's the one doing the works. He's the one doing all the works of that power of the kingdom of God, the power of Christ, the spirit of God. Jesus stated, if I with the finger of God cast out devils, know you the kingdom of God's come nigh unto you. The power of God's revealed, the Father revealed in the man. Christ Jesus called the Son of God. Who is he? He's a wonderful counselor. He is the mighty God, not the mighty Son of God, the mighty God. He is the everlasting Father, not the everlasting Son, the Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9, 6. The radical change Jesus shows, it's the testimony of Jesus. That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints, that is now being revealed in a progressive higher revelation unto the epoch. The final stage of glory being charity. Charity is not love. Charity is the love of God based in doing his will for each individual member in the body of Christ, the body being fitly framed together and compacted by the measure of each part, the measure of faith, given to each individual member in the body of Christ, whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. The body of Christ has to come together. That's the reason why we're opening a Jesus-only training center here in Longview. Many of you have stated that you want to go deeper. Contact me. You can email me, sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. Let's work together. Radical change is here. God's sealing his people now. We had a visitation of the Lord Jesus uh, personally that happened for two hours while in trans Kenya, Africa on the 19th of January, 2019, four years ago. Stating that Lord Jesus stated, seal my people by my word. Even as I sent my angel ascending from the east, Having the seal of the living God, so send I you. Unquote. That's what he stated. Now, we all know it's the last of the last days. We know we're living in the last days. No one will dispute that. But the seal? That means we're in the last of the last days, and the work of the ministry is about to take place, and the sealing of God is essential to be able to stand. Without that seal, we will not be able to stand. The woe, woe trumpets of God. Woe, 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 be unto the inhabitants of the earth by the reason of the other three trumpets yet to sound. We have to have that seal, which is the word of God, not a keeping a physical Sabbath. That's ludicrous. It's a word of God. You have to go into the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, applying that blood to your lack of the blood in the New Testament given for you. It must be believed and appropriated and then acted upon that is the belief, the stale. It's stative, a state of being in obedience, not just hearsay or loving the word in word, loving God in word and in tongue, but not in deed and in truth. There's the problem. I say, well, I love you, Jesus. I believe you're the son of God. Well, that's fine and good. But you must have the circumcision of the heart by what? Spiritual circumcision. The body of sins being spiritually cut off by water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Very few understand that. You say that in Romans 2, 28 and 29. He's not a Jew that is one outwardly in the circumcision of the flesh. He is a Jew that is one inwardly circumcision of the heart and, and that in the spirit who is praise of not a man but of God. And that is done by water baptism. Romans 6, 1 through 6, Colossians 2, 10 through 12. Assume you've done that. And you come to the Pentecostal reign, receive the Holy Ghost. Born of the water and the spirit, that's still a little child. We must grow up in Him in all things and all truth. That's what God's doing now. It's such a radical change that the Pentecostals will not be able to enter in without being turned to see the Son of Man in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. It's a wheel in the middle of a wheel. It's an opening. What is that wheel in the middle of the wheel? Well, it's Jesus in the midst of the seven churches, the seven golden candlesticks. Ephesus, Mernon, Perkins, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea. That is, in the midst of it, Jesus Christ, the wheel in the middle of the wheel, cried to, not to the wheels, but to the wheel. thy saying, O wheel, because we're one in the Lord Jesus Christ. What is that? That's a beam of glory. They appear as a flash of lightning. That lightning, that that thunder, and the voices is a work of God through the body of Christ in the last days. It's such a radical change. Pentecost has never seen it. That's the reason Paul, when he saw the cherubims overshadowing the mercy seat in Hebrews 9 5, he could not specifically talk about it. He couldn't address it. It was not time, it wasn't the right season. Did he see it? Yes, he did. And through the abundance of the revelation given to him, there was a measure of Satan to buffet him, lest he be exalted above measure. He saw a man caught up to the third heaven, whether anybody out of the body cannot tell, such as one cut up to the third heaven, saw things unlawful for a man to speak. Those are the things of faith in what the last day work of the ministry. Referring to the cherubim. Now the testimony of Jesus are the ones and the individual members of the body of Christ that are fitly joined together by the Lord Jesus Christ, making a perfect image of Jesus, there, according to the measure of each part, the measure of faith given to each individual member that will proclaim this everlasting gospel of all the world for witness in all nations. God's doing it now. The testimony of Jesus is something that is not spoken of, which is the faith of Jesus Christ. We see that. This testimony of Jesus that Jesus refers to in John 8, 13 through verse 27. When the Pharisees came to Jesus, they said, you bear record of yourself, Jesus. Your record is not true. Jesus said, though I bear record of myself, my record is true. I'm not alone. They're saying he's not God. He's not that spirit. He's not that fullness of the Godhead, the spirit given to him at birth from the womb, not the tomb. He given not the spirit by measure unto Jesus. Very Very few understand that Jesus fulfilled the laws of man by making himself a spirit of no reputation. Literally making himself void as spirit with a self-imposed limitation upon himself as spirit, only to work as a man, because a man lost that only a man can redeem us back. Romans 5 had to have a, a redeemer. He made himself with no reputation and take upon him the form of a servant. That servant is God Himself. Very few understand that. But the ones that do, these are the ones that will go on if they hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. If they stay where they're at and do not move, and become settled in their lees and not stirred, they will literally be cut off. But as the word of God and the preceding word of God comes, then we take heed to hear it. And we take heed how we hear that word of God. To him that hath shall be given, he'll have the more. God will add more faith. He that hath not won't receive the new thing. God said, I will take away even that which he has." It's all or nothing with God. We're in a different season, and very few understand that. But the ones that have the Spirit of God and the Holy Ghost, bearing their, their conscience, bearing their witness in the Holy Ghost, know it's the truth. But they have yet to act. They're coming out of uh, this Laodicean church and to that perfection, to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. Most are complacent to stay in their local churches, pay their tithes, and say everything's going to be okay. We believe in the pan out doctrine. Just believe in Jesus and all pan out. Not realizing that we must literally believe and obey unto righteousness, unto holiness. In Romans 6, in the preceding word of God, throne room revelation, not Pentecostal throne room. And that's what the whole book of the Revelation is about. It's the testimony of Jesus, Revelation 19.10. John saw it. He was about to worship the man. He said, see that doest it not. I'm of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Well, let's take a look in John 8.13. They didn't understand the revelation of Jesus. Even in the days of his flesh, they didn't understand, and they certainly will not understand what God's work of the ministry in and through the body of Christ is in the last days, these days that have come upon us, on whom the ends of the world have come. What is it? John 8, 13, they said, Jesus, you bear record of yourself. Your record is not true. Jesus said, though I bear record of myself, my record is true. am not alone. I and my Father that sent me. They didn't understand that Jesus is the Father. Most in the Trinity, denominational churches today, do not realize the Son of God is the Father revealed. But well, let's assume you do. You're one of the called out ones and the ecclesia that do have the understanding that Jesus is the Father. What do we do now? Well, you've gone from newborn babes, born of the water and the spirit, according to Acts 2.38, and you have grown the little children knowing that Jesus is the Father. 1 John 2, 12-14. You know it. Now what? And we go into the testimony of Jesus. That spirit of prophecy. That's our next step that we must enter into in the present truth, in the preceding word of God. What is it? Well, it's very stated by Jesus himself. He goes on in John 8, 13 through 27 says, It's written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. There's a testimony. That's not just in a church service saying, Give your testimony. It's a testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy. Knowing those things that come on the face of the earth to try the earth. Oh, earth, 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 hear you the word of the Lord. What is it? Jesus said, It's written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. There's your two men. There's the two prophets of Revelation 11. Two men. The testimony of two men is true. Who are they? Jesus said, I am one that beareth witness. He didn't say record. He said witness of myself. There's your one witness. The body, the physical body Jesus is manifested in the face of his flesh was one witness and my father that sent me he beareth witness of me not record witness there's your two witnesses the body of christ with the spirit of god and that the pharisees did not understand the pharisees of the day the bible thumpers of the day do not understand it also they said where is your father that's a question today where's your father they don't understand Jesus stated, If you had known me, you should have known my father also. You're from beneath, I'm from above. He states he's the Father. You're of this world, I'm not of this world. He states he's the Father. More he spake these words on treasure, and no man laid hands on him because his hour was not yet come. More Jesus spake these words, I go my way. And whether I go, you cannot come. Where's he going? He's going to the Father glorified back to the spirit he was before. And he made himself with no reputation as in John 17, five, father, glorify thou me with thine own self with the glory I had with you before the world was. I want all that glory back, the spirit of God, the father of glory. And they said, the Pharisees still didn't understand, said, as the Pharisees of the day will say, where will you go, Jesus? Will you kill yourself? Because you said, whether you go, we cannot come. Where are you going? Jesus point blank stated, John 8, 24, except you believe that I am he. Who's the he? The father. Where is your father? Jesus stated, except you believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins. This they understood not. He spake to them the Father, John 8, 27. Now that's the revelation of Jesus, that he is that spirit. Very few understand it, so he's going to use the judgment, seals, trumpets, and vows to show that he is the spirit, the one and only true God, eternal life, the almighty God. There's not another. No Trinity. Never has been. No three persons in a Godhead. That's ludicrous. Well, the ones that they serve... And of course, they outnumber the true believers. That's okay because God will take this remnant of her seed that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus to preach this everlasting gospel all the world for our witness in all nations. That truth, that testimony of Jesus, is the spirit of prophecy. And to understand the words of the book of this prophecy, we must have the spirit of prophecy, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And the work that he's going to do, not just the person that he is the father, but the work of the ministry having eyes before and behind because that is a radical change from Pentecost. A Pentecostal will not enter in saying the old wine is better. The old store is better. But the ones that do here and enter into it will be sealed. They'll have the faith that He that killeth with a sword must die by the sword. In their their patience, they will possess their souls. They will not be deceived with a great deception in the last days because they know not only the person of Jesus, but the work of the ministry and are sealed for that work according to the will of God and his purpose. If you have felt the witness of the Holy Ghost, then you need to contact me, Dennis Beard. We need to work together. God's doing it now. We need to go to the nations. We've been to Africa since 2012. Great move of God there, like we've never seen before. Prophets are coming, calling, contacting, talking about this word book. go to the nations. It's up to us. It's up to the ones that are called according to his purpose. As long as someone sits in a local church Gives their tithes and settle on their leaves. Uh, will never enter in. I'm not talking about a local church body. I'm talking about the body of Christ. God dealt with you. Coming into this radical change. We'll talk about the radical change and why. It is so radical. As the law was to Jesus, so the former reign will be to the latter reign. Email me at Dennis at DennisBeard.org my personal email. You can do it at our podcast email sealinggodspeople at org. You know the truth? Move on it. Don't procrastinate. We will work together. And please email me there at sealinggodspeople at org. You can contact me on dennisbeard.org SealingGodsPeople.org SealingGodsPeople.com or JCIC.TV Either way I look forward to meeting you where we can work together in this last day work for the ministry the nights before spent the days at hand the urgency is upon us the burden is upon us not upon God any man says the burden of the Lord will be cut off for the burden is on us now we're praying for you as you pray for us please We pray that God will perfect that which is lacking in each and every one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Well, don't procrastinate. We need to hear from you. God is putting it together, fitly framing that body together now and talking about the church of the living God. Now, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.